0: all right do you mean that you want him to be the fire upon your heart Yeah. yeah oh listen that flame should never die out it we need to fan the flame we need to keep pouring oil The oil and the anointing upon the fire of God. I've enjoyed this. This is wonderful. I want you to teach me some of those. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you were here, she she cut loose. I like people that don't hold back. There's no reason to hold back. This is a time to let it all out. We're not going to pace ourselves. I'll tell you, the Bible said it is high time to wake out of slumber and cast off the works of darkness. It's time to get busy with God and for God. And I'll tell you what, God is up to something. I'll tell you what we're in. We're in a moment called until. Until. I can show it to you in the Bible. It says the evil forces ruled and raged until the Ancient of Days stood, dropped his gavel, and rendered a verdict in behalf of the saints of God. Listen, I'll tell you what. Our God reigns. And I'm telling you, we are about to uh, experience that and show, he, he's going to release the awe and the terror of God. Yeah. And see, the enemy thinks he can just run rampant and, and ravish the, the flock of God. No, he can't. Uh, we got a good shepherd. Say good shepherd. And I'll tell you, we've got a warring king. And uh, it says that's says Daniel 7. Daniel chapter 7, and it says, The evil forces ruled and raged until the Ancient of Days, that's Almighty God in His splendor and power, stood and rendered a verdict in behalf of the saints of God. I'm, aren't you glad God's on our side? It, if you're not on God's side, you better switch and switch quick. Uh, who wants to follow a loser? Isn't that something? I've I've talked to Satanists before. And and they they say, well, uh, 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 I've got power. No, you hadn't. Uh, Your master's defeated. He's crushed under under our feet. The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Now, and I, I thought how foolish that is. You know, power is with God. You understand that? Yeah, listen, Jesus Christ came up out of the grave. Said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is the fear of death. I'm telling you guys, I read the back of this book, we win. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, God, Jesus meant it when he said, I go to prepare a place for you, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and get you that where I am, there you may be also. We need to start living from there more, don't you think? Yeah, yeah looking thing, look at things from a heavenly perspective. Man, I had a great, great time at the school, going to have a good time today. Don't go to church and not have a good time. I mean, why? Why go to church and just put on a facade? Uh, God hates that. Uh, that, You know, every woe in the New Testament, every woe out of the lips of Jesus Christ was to the self-righteous Pharisee. Woe unto you Pharisees, scribes, hypocrites. Wow. That's people just putting in on religion. I read the Bible, God don't even like religion. Away with your new moons and your Sabbaths and your holy convocations, they weary me. That's what God said. Now, man likes uh, religion, because he can run something, rule something, control something. But listen, I'm telling you, uh, away with the new moons and your Sabbaths and your holy convocations. What God did, he set up those new moons and, and holy convocations to point to the Redeemer but then when you leave the redeemer out of it and just look at look at the you've got religion you understand that all of those feasts and all that thing was to point us to the messiah but if we forget that uh we got just religion and god don't like it i don't i don't want that Uh, i want the real thing don't you i want the breath of god upon the people of god and i'm telling you it it, is i'm amazed at the hunger brewing inside the saints of God. That's where it's going to come from. Psalm 63 says, "I thirst for you, Lord, like in a dry and weary land where no water is." It says as a little uh, desert deer pants after the water brook, so pants my soul after thee, O God. The Bible said this, "We got blessed are those that what? Hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled." Nothing should gratify and satisfy that hunger but the presence of God. And nothing will and we gotta get into his presence and let his presence get into us. What's so beneficial about the presence of God? Psalm 16, 11. Look at your neighbor and say it. Psalms Psalm 16, 16, verse 11. It says, you will show me the pathway of life and in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now, that's pretty important. We need, to, we need the joy of the Lord. Why? The joy of the Lord is my? strength a merry heart does good like a see but you know if you if you keep looking out jesus said it in the gospel of luke men's hearts failing them for the things they see coming upon the earth but the problem is we look at that but we need to start looking higher isaiah 26 verse 3 says thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee and I'm telling you because he trusts in the Lord Jehovah and the Lord Jehovah is what? Everlasting never-failing strength. So we need some strategy to uh, Re-energize don't we see the devil wants to wear out the saints of God. That's what it says in Daniel 7 So what what do we need to do? Um, uh, that I get I get asked from all over the world, what are we going to do? How do we get, uh, the, how do we get the devil off of the earth and out of, our, out of our business? And so I said, Lord, give me what I need to say to the people that are saying, how are we going to right what's wrong in our world? And the Lord said to me, it's been before your face all these days. And it's Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I mean, that's God's pattern. That's God's strategy. That's God's plan to get things fixed. Now, if it, that that puts that responsibility on a certain segment of society, not the White House, but the church house, our responsibility to right the wrongs, cast the devil out, move uh, move our nation back to one nation under God. Here it is. I want you to see it. It starts out like this: Second Chronicles, chapter seven, verse fourteen. If my people, put your hands right here. Say, he's talking to me and about me. (laughs) See, we always want to shift the blame. Well, if we had a better president. uh, Listen, that's not where he's going to fix it. He's going to fix it in the church house. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray... Seek, crave, and require of a necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then say then Amen. that's moving us from here to here. That this is the only way we're gonna fix the gap that, that's that's so prevalent in the world. Then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Do you look at our land and see we're under a curse? There's drought, storms, floods. Uh, listen, you cannot look at it and any other thing other than judgment. See, you can't murder as many babies as we've murdered and not have the blood upon our hands. And we're responsible. I, 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 am, I am so shocked at how, how people can stand up and fight for the right to murder an innocent life. It's it's not some tissue. It is a human being, and I know I'm so thankful that they overturned Roe versus Wade. But listen, that's just the start. That's just the start. Now we've got to we've got to stand up and drive away the far left as they try to uh, manipulate our children into all kind of perverseness. God made a male and female, and we got. I'm telling you, we better take a stand for our children. Because the devil wants to, uh, he just wants to ravish. And, and I'm telling you, if you study the Bible, the devil has always wanted child sacrifice. M- Moloch, they carry the, the children, throw them in the arms of Moloch, a God that they set on fire and burn the babies to death. Listen, God, don't, God doesn't take that easy. So you and I, we, we got, we've got to really stand up and fight for our offspring. Don't you want to? Train up a child in the way that they're to go and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Psalms 112 verse 2 said, the offspring of the upright will be mighty in the earth. I'm telling you now, guys, anyway, Isaiah 44:3 3 and 4 says, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, floods upon dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your descendants and they will spring up like willows by a fertile river. See, mom and dad, if you're hungry, If you're thirsty, if you're desperate for God, your children will flourish. Now, you and I are forging the future our grandchildren are going to live in. And I'll tell you, we better turn this thing over uh, better than we found it, don't you think? And God's up to something. He's not going to let us just sit by idle. He didn't create us just to sit on the sideline and watch the things unfurl. He He chose us to be world changers world changers I really mean it and listen one of the things we got to learn to do is pray and fast really we have not because we ask not and I'm telling the Bible said if any two of us will agree and we need to come together in unity in prayer and start praying against these works of darkness And boy I'll tell you prayer moves the hand of God doesn't it Uh, prayer, prayer changes things okay Okay, here we go. If my people which are called by my name, say this with me. This is talking about me. me. See, it's so easy to read the Bible and not put it personal. I mean it is personal. Can you tell let me tell you, this is not print on paper. This is a person. This is a person, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld its glory. Listen, you'll never know Jesus Christ in the dimension you need to know Him if you're shallow in this book. You understand that, my people, are perishing for a lack of. We, well, you know, I have people go, well, you know, Bobby, I'm I'm really busy, and so you know, I'll just catch a preacher every once in a while on the TV. No, get you a place where you can seek the Lord while He may be found, call upon Him while He's near. It, this is not a time to be laxadaisical. We're at war. Here's what it said in the book of Romans, that knowing what a, I'm screaming, (laughs) that knowing what a critical, crucial hour this is, how that is high time now for us to wake out of our slumber, rouse to reality. Rouse, say it, rouse Rouse to reality. reality. If any segment of society needs a a reality check, it's the church. I've heard preachers stand up and say, you know, gay marriage is okay. It ain't okay. It's a sin and an abomination to God. But see, we, 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 want, all, we want to please all the people. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just get into your business. You ready? Yeah. Years ago now, years ago, Rick George said, come with me. I said, where are we going? He said, we're going to Colorado Springs. I said, okay. He, he, he flies a plane. I just got in there and well, that was pretty odd. Uh, I, I said, I wanted to fly the plane a little bit, you know. Now, I'll show you how. Uh, I felt more comfortable flying than Rick flying, and I'd never flown a plane my whole life. <laughs> I said to him, does this thing have a brake on it like a tractor and you Can you spin it around? He said, it does, but I'm not showing it to you, you know. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we end up out there at Colorado Springs. Every preacher almost uh, that you know about was there. I'm just a tag along. There they are, Hybel, and a lot of preachers, and they're there for a a, a kind of a a meeting to find out how to perpetuate the seeker-friendly church. That's what they were there for. I mean, all the big-wig pastors in there, they were there. And they start with their their dialogue about, uh, we should not get into anything that's controversial, now, this is, this is the root guidelines for the super-seeker-friendly church. Don't get into anything that's controversial. Don't cause the people any kind of distress where they have to make choices, you know. All of that stuff. I mean, they go around like this, around like this, and around like this, and uh, around like this. And I pushed myself out of the line because I wasn't invited. Rick drugged me up there. And so anyway, <laughs> they said, oh, no, Bobby, you're here. Why don't you go ahead and say what you want to say? If that ain't an invitation, I've never had one. So here's what I said. All of this is church history now. Here's what I said. I said, what you men are planning here today is going to woefully fail the body of Christ. That's what I said to them. Cameras are turning off. Recorders were clicking. And uh, watch this. So I said that and boy, you cannot imagine the, 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 the gap and the distance there. And it, it's Rick's time now. And Rick, Rick does like this, he goes, I'm afraid I'm gonna to have to agree with Bobby. That's what this, now watch this. You can read it in church history. All these years, it seemed like the quickest way to build a mega church was to have a super seeker friendly church. But here's what they wrote after all of this. Hybel wrote, we owe the body of Christ an apology. We thought we could make disciples, but we only made church members and woefully failed the body of Christ. Right. Wrote the very words that came out of my mouth. I'm telling you, that super seeker-friendly stuff. Listen, that, that, that's not where, we're not in a picnic, we're in a war. You know what I mean? We need to get a little more tenacious about holiness and start resisting the devil. You say, well, no, no. It, it's, it's high time to wake out of slumber, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we've got to do. We've got to make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust. I'm telling you guys, if we don't walk holy, who will? And we've got to come out from among them and be separate. There's a difference between us and the world. Yes. See, we've got the pathway of life in us. We've got Christ. We've got the light of God. And we need to let our light shine. Now, uh, we've got to learn to stand up and really speak up. You say, well, no, I, I, I'm not very pushy. Well, part of the problem is you're not full of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will give you boldness. Yeah, Acts 10, 38 said, God anointed the, the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil. And then Jesus said, as my father sent me, now I'm sending you. We're same commission, same I don't know where we get this. We have got to realize it's up to us. What happens on this planet is up to us. Psalms 115, Psalms 115 verse 14 and 15 said, the heavens of heavens, that belongs to God. But this earth is our responsibility. And we're, we're to be in control of this earth. That's Genesis 126, that's what God said. Let us make man in our own image. Let's give him what? Kingdom control. You say, well, I don't feel like I've got it. Well, you hadn't. We've got to feel like it. We've got to know who we are. Yes. My people do, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We've got to get the Word of God in us, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. You say, well, how do you do it? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word, word of Truth. Spend time in the Bible. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. It says, get in the quietest room of your house, shut the door and commune with the Lord. Get his word out and ask the Holy Ghost, say, Holy Spirit, teach me. And he'll tutor you, teach you, reveal to you. That's what it says. When he, the spirit of truth comes, the truth-giving spirit, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole truth, the full truth. Remember that? John 16, listen anyway, we've got the teacher inside of us. I like that, don't you? And we don't need a cheat sheet. We got the teacher inside of us. I used to uh, play, uh, I, I played football in school and you had to play, you had to pass algebra to play football. Now, the the lady behind me, the girl behind me was Ann Adair and Ann was smart as a whip. And here's what happened. We'd have those tests about algebra and all of that stuff and she'd pass her test up, I'd just draw through Anne, and I'd write Bobby. That's what would happen. It, it would get up there to the teacher, I'd get an F, she'd get an A. But I took algebra one two times a day for four years because I played football, you know. Have I, 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 you ever got into something that never made sense to you? Algebra never made sense to me. It starts off twisted. It says, Pi R Square. That ain't right. Cornbread R Square. You understand that? Pi's round. But anyway. Oh, boy. School got in my way of having fun. Did I tell you when I got to go back and preach to my, all my, our graduating class? Oh, Lord. They invited me back to preach. Oh, I got there, and good Lord, I thought I was at a nursing home. <laughs> I thought, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Holy Ghost keeps you rejuvenated and invigorated. And, the, and look, most of the most of our class was dead. They had their pictures up on the on the on the thing there, and I said, look. Most of our friends are not with us tonight. Wonder where they are. And so that that boiled it down to just one of two locations, you know. (laughs) Heaven or hell, you know. Isn't that cool? And so we got to share the gospel with them. Oh boy, school. Mm. I did some crazy things in school. I know my wife said, don't get into that. I'm going to tell you one of them. Friday night after the football game, you know, you don't want to just go home and go to bed. You want to get into something. And there in Texas, everybody had a flock of chickens. And the chickens slept in a tree with their head under their wings, sort of like some churches in know, I know, girl. <laughs> Asleep with a head under the wing. You know, anyway, they're the easiest thing to catch. You just walk up and you have a toe sack and you throw the chicken in there and you throw the chicken in there. And We filled up a truckload of chickens. See, it was kind of fun catching them and throwing them in the sack. And then it's about to get daylight. And I thought, what in the world are we gonna do with a truckload of stole chickens? And it hit me, let's put them in the school. Now, I don't take full blame for this. They should have locked the door. I go to the front door, it's locked. I mean, you can't budge it. I went around to the the study hall side of the school, door just loose, just like, come on in. So we turned a whole bunch, I mean a whole bunch of chickens loose in the school. This is Saturday morning or Friday night, real late. The clo- school is closed, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and then here comes Monday. Now, let me tell you, if you ever turn a truckload of stolen chickens, vacuum your truck! Vacuum your truck. Because, you know, they, they open the door and chickens, I never dreamed they could make such a mess. So we were found guilty of the crime. And here's what happened. They made all of the football boys stay over the two hour practice after school and they made us scrub the school with a pot of something and a brush places that didn't even need cleaning they made us clean but you know it wasn't near as much fun cleaning as it was turning those chickens loose that's a foul thing to do wasn't it yeah look out now look out now but anyway uh, i want to talk to us about the opportunity god has put in our hands we can bind together and we can turn this thing around yeah if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways that's when we you and i need to move over into what the psalmist david said search me O god and try me see if there be any wicked way in me and leave me in a way that's eternal and everlasting and we got to be clean be clean that be ye clean that bear the vessel of the lord And it says, who shall ascend into the heavens? Who's just going to ascend into the mountain of God? He that hath what? Clean hands and a pure heart. It is essential. We've got to have clean hands, action, and a pure heart, attitude. See, a lot of people have a wrong attitude. God God checks your attitude, doesn't he? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and we've got to make sure there's no animosity in her heart, no unforgiveness in her heart. No sin in her heart. We've got to guard her eye gate, guard her ear gate, because whatever gets in here will come out here. As a person thinks, that's how they're going to live. And so you and I have a great privilege now as being warriors in these end times. And I want us to present ourselves dread champions. I wrote a book about it. The Lord said, "I, I want you to write a book about David's mighty men. And uh, there are great exploits. We need some mighty men and women of God to rise up to the occasion we're facing. And listen, we can drive back the spirits of darkness. Yes, we can. But we've got to get involved. We can't just sit there and go, man, we're in a mess. I mean, anybody can see that. What we've got to do is get God's strategy to turn this thing around. And there it is, if my people which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. See, God resists the proud, so we need to be humble, don't you think? Humble themselves and pray and seek my face. The Bible said, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. And I'm telling you guys, he's near. And he's ready for us to call out to him. He's a very present help when? In the time of trouble. And we can cast all of our care upon him because he cares for us. So you're teaching a deliverance class Who's teaching the deliverance class? This guy right here, that's a good thing. That's one of the things we need to learn to do. Part of our mission is casting out devils. Yeah, you get right with God, you, you won't have any problem finding devils. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you what, I like that. We need to be trained. We, he, he says, he teaches my hands to war we're we're in a, a struggle for the history of our nation for the church for but listen god said i am about to st- to change things he says the evil forces daniel 7 the evil forces ruled and raged until and we're in that little un- until moment until the ancient of days stood and rendered a verdict in behalf of the saints of god wow so the lord told me he said I'm drawing a line, and I'm announcing enough is enough. And we're going to see the whole atmosphere begin to shift. And uh, whether you believe it or not, the far left despises Christianity. They despise us, Uh, I'm telling you. But let them roar, let them rage. You and I are warriors, we're chosen by God, God's Spirit is within us, and we're unstoppable No weapon formed against us works. We are the head and what? Not the tail, above only and not beneath. Isaiah 54, 17 says what? No weapon formed against you will prosper. Listen, I don't know about you, but, you know, I just kind of go from one fray to the next. And uh, listen, it's, it's pretty wild. I was preaching once about uh, the the absolute necessity of being filled with the Spirit of God to do the works of God. And a real liberal pastor raised his hand and he said, "Uh, Brother, Uh, I said, yes. He said, it seems like you are referring and kind of suggesting that uh, the the Holy Spirit is essential. I said, no, I'm not suggesting it. I'm declaring it. (laughs) We can't do a thing without the Holy Spirit. But in him and through him and by him, we are unstoppable. But, you know, some crazy stuff out there, isn't it? I, I'm telling you, I thought, Lord, if the preachers are that way, what are the, as a priest, so the people. Thank God y'all have got some, a warrior. I'm telling you, two of them here. Uh, Shirley, she's teaching. And I like that. She's instructing. And we the Bible tells us to do that. David, I'm I'm excited to see you stirred up and... Uh, listen, that's pretty good. And God gave you a parking place at the, yeah, good, gracious. <laughs> wow. Well, anyway, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to just turn a deaf ear to what God says. We're going to start praying and fasting, seeking the Lord with all of our heart, calling upon him, writing out a little journal. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind this. See, that's what we got to do. We've got to learn how to mobilize. We've got to learn how to get uh, teams together, prayer teams, and start praying. And if any two of you will agree. See, we can, we can come together on that, can we? Find you a prayer partner and start agreeing in the name of Jesus and just declare it. You will be surprised the power of proclamation. We have not because we have, We need to start decreeing a thing. That's really true, isn't it? Job twenty-two twenty-eight 28 says, You shall decide a thing, then you decree what you've decided, and the Lord's favor will shine upon your pathway. I, I like Psalms 30, verse 5. Psalms 30, verse 5 says, God's anger is but for a tiny moment. His favor is for a complete lifetime. It says, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. That, do you see the hope in that? Yes, God's anger is for a little time. His favor is for his complete lifetime. Weeping will last through the night, but joy will come in the morning. And here's what uh, we prophesied years, uh, years ago about the famine. You can read it in the shepherd's rod. There's one out there, I think. We prophesied word by word about the famine. There's coming a contagious uh, disease. It's a famine. And I said, it's going to be a shake-up for a wake-up to get the body of Christ to the place where they can embrace the dawning of a new day and, and embrace a greater glory that's what we're in right now we've got to realize God's moving us and he's carrying us from one dimension of glory to the next and we've got to move don't stagnate don't go oh I've got all of God I want I have never met any Christian who was in their right mind that said they had all of God they want the more you get the more you realize how much you need you understand that? I've never met anybody in the right mind that said, I've got all the God I want. I love the hungry. I love the desperate. When you stand and preach, you, you can tell if they're drawing it out or you can tell if they go, oh, well, you know. Listen, these are days when we have got to have the truth about the truth. The Bible says the truth has fallen in the street. Now, here's your commission. It says in uh, Isaiah 21, verse 5. It says... They, it talks about some people who said they've laid out the, the banquet table, the banquet rug, they, they're eating, they're drinking, they've made a little bit of precaution, and it says, Arise, you princes, oil your shields, because the deadly foe is at the gate. See, it's not a time for a party. It's a time to oil your shields. Arise, you princes, oil your shields, because the deadly foe is at the door or at the gate whichever translation you're reading do you understand the urgency of this yes. now what shield do we need all first of all the, oil, the shield of faith whereby we can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one if we go I don't need that I'll tell you you're a target for the enemy arise you princes and all your shields because the deadly foe is at the gate now let me just warn you something if what you've seen with present-day president alarms you when they move him out you're going to be really alarmed who puts who's put in listen guys we better rise up all the shields the shield of faith see we need to be people of faith the Bible said whatever is not of faith is something sin. Wow. So you can't do it just intellectuality. You've got to have faith. Without faith it's impossible to please God. It says he that comes to God, number one, must believe he is. Number two, he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, if you don't believe, they lock people up for talking to somebody you can't see. You understand that? So you need to believe you're talking to a living God that's seated on the throne. And you're seated there with him. Amen. Don't you believe that? Yes. Don't you believe that the living God lives inside of you? Yes. And you and you paired with him are unstoppable. Amen. I mean that. You can see the dead raised. Yes. Anything you find in the Bible. Listen, we're in a time God is revealing his sacred secrets and mystic mysteries. Yes, we are many wanted to get to this time and hadn't got to this time but we're in a time that God is releasing his sacred secrets and his mystic mysteries and it says it's been hidden from generations past now you say I don't believe God's got secrets tear out Deuteronomy 29 29 have you read Deuteronomy 29 29 here's what it said the secret things belong unto the Lord our God but the things that are revealed belong unto us and to our descendants from now on Proverbs 25, two, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, the honor of kings to search it out. See, if you're going to go deeper with God, we're going to have to dig in. Yeah. yeah, this is not a time to be superficial. Right. It, Matthew 6.33, we've got to what? Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will get their proper priority. Caroline, you got anything to say? Come up here just a moment. This is Caroline. God bless you. You, you don't don't they have anything to say to them? just greater is within us than he that is in the world. That's and right. We've got to make that declaration and stand still and know that the uh, Lord our God reigns. That's right. Regardless of what comes. And we got to learn how to stand our ground. Absolutely. Read, read that G- dread champion book. God. I mean standing our ground. Hey, here's what happened. Carolyn said, Bobby. When we started doing the supernatural stuff she said bobby i'll follow you anywhere god leads you i'll do anything god asks you to do you ever get weird and start faking this what i'll be the first one to expose you yeah i'll be the first one to expose you now she means that isn't that wonderful that is wonderful we need more like that i'm telling you she means it and so anyway what a day to be alive i wouldn't trade this time for any other time honestly I, when I grew up, I I never liked scrimmage. When you know playing football, scrimmaging, where, where you know, and the the coach would say, "Well, don't put out so much effort. It this is your own team. You do, it it doesn't matter whether you win. It does if you're not in it to win it. Stay at the house." Yeah, and then I I never I boxed, but I never liked sparring. You know you you know what I mean when you when you're you're boxing, you're sparring, but You know, that you can't do, you either fighting or you ain't fighting, you know what I mean? And so, uh, used to when we would tie the gloves on, my mother would start crying, you know, because me and my brother, it would end up in a knockdown drag out, you know, but uh, she'd start crying, oh mom, we're just going to be practicing a little bit, and then I wish we'd had this on camera, when my brother was left-handed, he could knock me out, man, and so I whacked him one and was out in the yard under a tree and somebody had left a, a step ladder there with a gallon jug of something on top of it. So I whacked him a good one with a left hook and he staggers back and hits the, the, the ladder and falls down and it looked like something in a movie. The jug wiggled like this and fell on his head, <laughs> just unconscious there in the yard. Oh, boy. My poor mother. We, we me and my, wife, we, we had a rough upbringing. My dad was dead. Nobody. My mother couldn't control us. So I was just aimless and, woo. so my, my, mother go gets goes and gets my drunk uncle, and brings him down there to whip me. Now I'm not gonna take no whipping from my drunk uncle, so I whacked him one, knocked him out, knocked his false teeth under the couch. There he's unconscious. My poor mother's got a, pop hand, a mop handle trying to drag his teeth out. <laughs> See, I grew up rough, you know. Anyway, good gracious. But I could tell you stories about... Whew, but anyway, uh, I'm living proof the way of the transgressor's hard. There's pleasure in sin, but it's just a short season. I'm telling you what. God's way's a lot better, let me tell you. Colossians 1.13 says he takes us out... Of the kingdom of death and darkness and destruction and puts us into the kingdom of light love and liberation that's the best journey you'll ever take i want you to enjoy who you are enjoy being a child of the most high god really and i want you to start journaling things the bible says in the book of habakkuk write the vision and make it plain so people can take it and run with it so it's pretty pretty important so uh, this coming October will be my 28th year to receive the shepherd's rod now my wife has got copies of I guess every shepherd's rod we've done and you can, you can run the history on it see God's not going to do anything on this planet without first telling his prophets what he's going to do Amos 3 7 surely the Lord will do nothing but he, re- he reveals his secrets to his servants the prophets and then the prophets prophesy about it and bring it into existence that's what the Bible says but anyway, this coming October is gonna be the, the 28th year for Shepherd's Rod. Man, I I, I I can already feel it. You can feel the heavens building. And uh, I, I, I I really am very, very excited about what the Holy Spirit is gonna to reveal to the body of Christ in this coming uh, Shepherd's Rod. Get ready. Somebody remember, and it says the Ancient of Days stood and dropped his gavel and rendered a verdict in behalf of the saints of God. So look at, we'll be talking about that later and uh, we'll probably have a conference about it one of these days. So anything else? Now, let me ask you this. Are you confident that you're a winner? Yes. Yeah, you know, that you can't be stopped. Don't, don't. The, Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. Isn't that something? I, I, I like Paul. Boy, Heidi. Uh, He said, my light afflictions. He called what happened to him light afflictions. I thought to myself, I must be a sissy or something. (laughs) Yeah. My light afflictions, which work for me a far more eternal weight of glory. Any struggle you're in, it is building glory for you. Aren't you glad? So I want you to get militant now. We're not going to put up with all the things that are just being rammed down our throat right now. We're going to take a stand for righteousness. Right. Have you ever noticed how militant some of these people can be? They're out there roaring and all this, and the Christians are going, Some glad morning when this life is over. No, no, well, that, that ain't how we're going out. Yeah. You know, a lot of Christians have a mentality of the ultimate plan of God is just to get us from earth to heaven. If that was the ultimate plan of God, we wouldn't need the functioning fivefold. We just need two ministries, evangelist and assassin. You, you understand that? Somebody get you saved, shoot you behind the ear, you're there. But we have got to learn there's more to it than that. We've got to train a whole generation. We've got to stand up for righteousness. Crown our life with the righteousness of God. Why do you do something like that? Because I'm commissioned to do it. Yeah. You're commissioned to do it. Amen. Uh, if it. If this was any other person than Jesus, I'd never believe it. You know what Jesus said? You ready? These works that I do, and greater works than these works shall you do because I go to my Father. He's not, he's not lying. Amen. We're supposed to be doing the works of Jesus and even greater. That's what he commissioned us, wow. So we're not gonna do them if we're just, just sitting. Now I'm all for soaking, but my God, get up and do something. How long can you soak? you're waterlogged, you know what I mean? Get out and do something. You know, well, I'm soaking, no. I don't know. Listen, I'm all for taking a time to, to just soak, but shake yourself and get out there in the street and start being a bright light. Yeah. A city set on a hill that cannot and will not be hidden. You can't put your light under a bushel. You'll burn up the bag, man. You, I want you to be a bright, shining light. You ought to be so happy people ask you, What, what's, what is this? Amen. It's not some new chemical you can spray on you. It's the power of God. Yes. Yes. We ought to be so contented and just so happy and so confident. But you know, sometimes the devil will go, Well, who do you think you are? I'll tell you who you are. You're a king and a priest. Yes. Right. I'll tell you who you are. You're a child of the Most High God. I'll tell you who you are. You're a joint heir with Jesus. Anything Jesus Christ has, you have. And I've read the Bible. He has all power and all authority in heaven and in earth. And you are a participator in that. Wow. See, the devil is trying to steal our identity. Trying to say, well, you know, it's it's just kind of philosophical. It ain't, it's real. The word of God is the realest thing in the whole universe. The flowers fade, the grasses wither, but the word of our God will stand forever. Forever, O God, Thy word is what? Settled. Settled in the heavens. Aren't you glad it didn't have to be revised? I'll tell you a quick story, and then we'll pray. My wife and I, we had our first son 53 years ago. Is that right? How old is he? Huh? 56? Good gracious. Anyway, we had our first little baby. Either about that long, about that big around. And so anyway. He, he, he was just a little toddler like that, great, uh, blonde-headed. And the doorbell rings, ta-ding. I go to the door and it's an encyclopedia salesman. So I guess they look at the birth thing or something. So here's, here's basically what he said. I'll just kind of break it down in language so we can understand. You don't want your boy to be a moron, do you? <laughs> if you can keep him from being a moron by buying these encyclopedias. Nobody wants your kid to be a moron. So I bought a set of encyclopedias. Books this thick. And we got a little kid like that. And so I thought, well, I've done my part. I got the encyclopedias. Anyway, a few years later, ding, ding. I opened the door. Guess who's there? encyclopedia salesman I said to him no I've already bought at this edition he said well I got news for you those are they oh you got to revise I want to tell you I'm glad the Bible is not that away forever oh God thy word is settled in heaven the grass withers listen you don't need a revision you just need to dig into the treasures and the trophies of the Word of God It's the glory of God to hide something. It's the honor of kings to search it out. Dig into the word of God. I mean meditate upon it. Isn't it it, Joshua 1.8? The words of this law shall not depart from your eyes. You shall meditate upon them day and night. And they will guarantee you overwhelming success. Overwhelming. Isn't it cool? Doesn't mean you just barely make it. Overwhelming. I like the words in the Bible. It says we're more than. We're hooper-nikes, that's what Paul wrote, super overcomers. Well, I don't feel like I'm a super overcomer. That's because the devil has been lying to you. The devil's been lying to you. Uh, anything, all the promises of God are yes, yes, and amen. So if you find a promise in the Bible, believe it and receive it, okay? You can't say, well, you know, I, I, I'm telling you. God God is pretty amazing. We had a—I did counseling sessions when I was pastoring a church. And I counseled with this lady. She was a friend of uh, Carolyn's and I would counsel with her. And it was just pretty sad. Anyway, every time it would end up, uh, she was still just sobbing and all this kind of stuff. And so uh, I said, Lord, why is Julie having such a time and can't really believe you? And so, you remember this? Uh, I asked the question why is she having such a hard time and not being able to believe you for deliverance and stuff. And the next thing I know, I see myself pulling up to her driveway. I see myself walking from the car to her door. I see myself ringing the doorbell. I see her answering the doorbell, I invite myself in, I walk down a hallway and into a bedroom, and I open the closet door, and I reach up there high as I could and pull out a box. It was money she was saving to leave her husband. Yeah. You remember that? And see, that's a double-minded person that's unstable in all their ways. You can't be at church shun die with adultery in your heart, God detests that. He, he don't like mockery, look at, look at Ananias and Sapphira. Remember those guys? They tried to de- be deceptive about their devotion, fell over dead in church. Don't lie in church. But remember that? But I'm telling you, we've got to come clean. Search me, oh God, try me, see if there be any wicked way to lead me in a way that's everlasting. Ask God, we, we don't want a shot in the dark And listen, you go to the doctor, you want a what? Examination. And man, we need to ask God, examine my heart. I don't want anything creeped in there. I don't want any contamination. I want you to create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew in me a right spirit. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Just, we need to ask for this. And uh, listen, you said, well, body. uh, what, what, what if I've got, you, you, I've had them say, you don't know what they did to me. That's true, I don't. But whatever they did to you and to me can't be what we did to Jesus. The Bible said, be kind, tenderhearted one to another, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven us. Whatever they've done to us can't be what we did to Jesus. And God said, freely forgive. Right. Isn't that amazing? Amen. All right. Anything else? I can't, let's What time do we need? It's 12 o'clock, isn't it? But I'm not in any rush, you know. (laughs) Uh, Oh, there we go. I got my partner here, he's giving me signs. Uh, Carolyn Carolyn gives me signs too, oh Lord. In the conferences, she'll sit on the front row and sometimes I'll get to talking real fast and I'll forget and I'll I'll build me a fur ball here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'll get her out of just a fur ball and Carolyn will be on the front row doing like that. (laughs) So that, that's when I need to know I need to get my handkerchief and wipe my, my nose. Anyway, one day I'm up here preaching, she's down there, and it looked like she was trying to land a 747. I thought, my God, my zipper must be undone. That wasn't it. Guess what it was? You want to tell them? It was a sock hanging out the back of my pants leg, w- waving like Zeus, you know. <laughs> Good a polyester sock that had hung in the dryer and it was hanging out, just a flopping. But, you know, I've had a lot worse. Yeah. I fell off of a big fancy platform in Fort Worth. It was built like this, only went on out like this, about like Spurgeons. And I don't, you know, I don't stand very still when I'm preaching and I, 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 was, I took a step, made no step there. Uh, it's about four, eight, eight feet down to the floor. And on the way down, a verse hit me in the, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I thought, my. But we've, we've had some times. Yeah. One of the things I want you to do is enjoy yourself. Enjoy your walk with God. I mean, start really enjoying it. Say, Lord, I trust you. I want to be exactly where you want me to be. I want to be yielded to you, doing what you asked me to do. I thank you that I have ears to hear, then eyes to see, and a heart to respond. What a time we have. God is calling out the warriors. And I'm telling you, some of the greatest warriors I've ever seen in the body of Christ are little ladies. Little old frail ladies. Good, but their hearts are like the heart of a lion. Isn't that something? Now, I love that. I love the fact. It doesn't matter whether you're big and strong. It matters whether you're walking with the Lord. Amen. You walk with the Lord. His power is on you, yeah. and no weapon in hell can stop you. Amen. You can bind every weapon that's in hell. Amen. Matthew 18, 18 says, whatever Jesus says you can bind, you can bind. Because he's got all authority in heaven and where? Earth. Wow. And you're seated with him. Well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You're not my enemy. I know. That's good. Oh man. God bless you. Just I enjoyed. I enjoyed your worship. Don't you enjoy worship? I do. I enjoy being around people who enjoy God. Oh boy. I, I've been in some churches, they didn't like God. I, I made a vow with God that I'd only say what he tells me to say. When I, and this was, this was a few years back, President Obama was president then, and this was a church out there in DC, D. right across from where they pow- parked that helicopter. Now, I don't want to be racist or any kind of a thing like this, but here's what happened. There were 25 pastors on the platform, all dressed immaculately, and, and most of the people in there, they were all, I'm the only white guy there. All the rest of them are upper end in law and and politics and all this, and it's, it's just filled to capacity with these people. So the Lord said, I want you to only say what I say. I said, I will, Lord. You ready? I get up there, I open my Bible like this. I'm waiting for God to tell me what I'm going to say. Here's what he said, you ready? I'm sorry. I won't be able to preach here today because you're too white for me. I'm the only white guy there. Have you ever heard 25 pastors gasp? (laughs) I did. And I thought, oh Lord. And people, I mean, listen, I'm stunned as bad as any of them. He said, repeat it. I said, I am so sorry. I will not be able to speak here because you're too white for me. Oh, my. I, I could have fell in the crack in the floor. And then somewhere, thank God, oh, somewhere way over there in the side of the church, I hear a little old granny, a little old black sister. She, The biggest thing about her was her hat and a handkerchief. She, I heard her screaming, To God, I seize it. Glory to God, I seize it. Here she comes running. She runs by the pulpit. Glory to God, I seize it. All 25 pastors fell out in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, and the whole church began to just roar in the Holy Spirit. And and listen, I, I said, Oh God, I thank you for a little granny that saw it she saw that god doesn't want us to play somebody else but be us you don't be molded into somebody else's character just because you think that's what they expect be you that's what she was saying just be you yielded to him i thought glory to god oh man and i've got some other stellar messages like that but i won't i won't tell you you were there when i and uh, Okay, I better not tell that because... <laughs> huh? yes. But it happened. That was pretty wild. Yeah. But one pastor said, I want to invite Bobby, but, you know, it seems like he wants to rock the boat. I said, no, I want to turn it over and see who wants back in. Let's turn it over and see who wants back in. It's not a time to... It's not a time to go, well, you know. Okay, here's what I want to do. I wanna commission you, okay? I want to commission you to be a warrior. To not not compromise with wickedness, not condone the things we see happening in our world. I want us to get start writing a journal. In the name of Jesus, I bind and, and, and write it out. And I'll tell you what, you'll be surprised. If you'll pray over it, we have not because we ask not. If we'll come together in prayer and say, Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to bring a halt to this. God will give us a request. If we make our request known unto God. First John 5, 14 said, this is the confidence that we have in God. If we ask him anything according to his word, we know he hears us. If we know that he hears us, we're totally confident we're gonna get what we're asking. See, that you already know God wants you to resist the devil. You say, well, Bobby, uh, our culture's kind of, you know, open." No, we're gonna resist the devil. We're gonna give him no place. Only place the devil has is under her feet. Is that correct? says, I'll give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and it will in no wise hurt you. Wow, that, I, I already like that, don't you? Wow, I've, I've seen the time when if God didn't come through, it was bad news. But he never fails us. Amen. He never fails us. He's author and finisher, not author and oops. Yep. He that hath begun a good work in you will what? Continue it to the day of Christ Jesus. I'm trying to read that shirt. Oh, that's an AR. <laughs> or TR6. or <laughs> Listen, oh boy. You say, well, Bobby, what do, you, what do you think we ought to do? I think we ought to get militant and mad at the devil. We'd, we're not—we're not, we're not going to wish him well. We're going to tread upon him. We're going to keep our focus on God and have peace. We're Romans sixteen twenty. The God of what? Peace. What do you do? A what grading business with a machine? That's what my dad did. They said. He ran machines building the roads. Uh, I, I ride a little tractor sometimes. Oh. But that's good. I think that's what we need to do is grade down, make things smooth. That's a verse in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The voice of one in the wilderness crying, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway. Lower the mountains, fill in the valleys. Make crooked ways straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. And the mouth of the Lord has declared it. So I'm grading too. I'm grading down the mountains, filling in the valleys. What's your name? Your that, that's right. <laughs> I got a friend that he, he can, God will give him people's names. I said, they ought to know their name. Tell them something they don't know, you know. <laughs> I mean, listen, if they don't know their name, they might need a little more instructions or something. Isn't that something? But I want you to know, I, I enjoy doing what we're doing. One time, the Lord said, you amuse me, boy. Yeah. One time, I'll show you, this is about as dumb as you can get. I'm sitting on on a seat right like that, and then the Lord came to me and said, Bobby, I want you to study Song of Solomon. I said to him, Lord, I don't get nothing out of that book. Now, that's as dumb as you can get. This is the Lord saying, I want you to study Song of Solomon. And I said, I don't get nothing out of that book. Now the next statement stunned me. You ready? He said to me, Jesus, you don't know nothing about kissing, do you, boy? I said to him, apparently not. <laughs> and he taught me three things about mouth kissing. Number one, you have to be face to face. Number two, you had to be really, really close. Number three, it's the most preparatory act before intimacy. And then the Song of Solomon says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth because his mouth is altogether lovely. Wow. During this period, somebody is going to try to put their lips on you. The book of Proverbs said there's a a wayward woman at the street when it's hard to discern saying to the young champions, come on over, come on over. My husband has taken leave. She wants to put her lips on you. That's the false anointing. That's the harlot anointing. But Jesus wants to Put his lips on you. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth because his mouth is altogether lovely. So I jumped in the Song of Solomon and started studying it. The Song of Solomon is God's revealed love for you. They almost didn't put it in the Bible because of the, of the, 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 the way it's written. It's written with just such passion and such compassion, such love for the, from the Savior to the bride. Oh, man, it says, draw me and I'll do something. Run after you. You believe he's wooing us? Draw me and I'll run after you. Are you ready to run after him? He's drawing you. That's why you came all the way here to Moravian Falls, North Carolina. God's drawing you. And he wants you you to get into his presence and let his presence get into you. Well, here, I'm gonna pray for you. Is that okay? I told told someone uh, last night I'd pray for uh, sleep disorder. Now, I have an anointing from God, that can break sleep disorder off of any person. See, one of the things the devil wants to do is wear you out with no sleep. hmm mm-hmm. You have to have rest. So I'm gonna bind a sleep disorder off of you, okay? So if you need it, stand up. Uh, don't be ashamed, don't be bashful. We're praying now and we're gonna take authority over a sleep disorder and uh, insomnia or anything like that, night terrors, anything like that. Father, in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. Your word declares you will lay your servants down and their sleep will be sweet. So we come against any kind of force that's causing our sleep to be disturbed. We speak peace. We speak contentment. We bind any night terrors. We bind any demonic activity at night, tormenting the saints of the most high God. And we just bind sleep disorder. Insomnia, we bind it. And we thank you right now that from this day on, these people standing and those that are outstretched to hear this prayer, that you're going to give them good rest. Thank you, Father. Your word says you lay us down and our sleep will be sweet. Say this. I lay down down. and my sleep sleep will be sweet sweet. In in the name of Jesus. That's exactly right. Go ahead and be seated. I've got testimony. One man said, I didn't sleep correctly without medication for 40 years. And one little simple prayer. And isn't that something? All right. So that's great. So we're going to pray for you. Now I'm going to pray that God will stir up the warrior in you. Yeah. yeah. I I know this. Uh, We need to be more militant. That don't mean we've got to be mean. It means we've got to stand up for truth. When people, I was, I was called to London over there and they, they brought the chi- some of the wealthiest people in the world there and this guy was talking and he was trying to tell these other people some things about the, theolo- the- theological things, that, but th- he was twisted in it. So I just said right in the middle of it, I said, sir, I'll, I need to interrupt you. I said, what you're saying to these men is erroneous, it's not from the, it's not from the Bible and it's not truth about the Bible he looked at me like, don't you understand nobody talks to me like this? Yeah. And then, then he changed, he goes, oh, could you school me and show me what I've been doing wrong? Yeah. And so, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. See, don't let somebody's prestige and power and, uh, listen, greater seed that's in you. You know, you understand it. Stand up for truth. Yeah, don't, don't go, well, I'll just be silent. I don't wanna cause a stir. St- cause a stir. Stand up for righteousness. We're not gonna get people sanctified without truth. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. God bless you. Good. All right. Anything else? Huh? Going to pray for you? Okay. Lord Jesus, I thank you. You are who you say you are. You're not a pretender. You're who you say you are. You're the son of the living God. God. You're our savior, you're our redeemer, you're our king, and we love you, Lord. We wanna be more like you. I pray right now you will make all of us more like you. Lord, we wanna put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the lust of the flesh. We wanna be like you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, convict us about anything in our life that dishonors the Lamb of God. We wanna be holy and pure and blameless. Lord, we do want to be like Jesus. We want to love like Jesus and live like Jesus and walk like Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be absolutely just fascinated with you. Create us, create in us that wonderful expectation of seeing this whole earth filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the ocean. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You're in the kingdom for what? Such a time, Such a time as this. I love little Esther. Little Esther. Here's what she said. I'm gonna do whatever God asks me to do, even if it kills me. The Bible said, if I perish, I perish. But let's take a stand for righteousness, okay? God bless you, brother. Let me get my stuff.